Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Let's go back in time to the Russian collusion situation and the reportage. So you'll remember that it was almost hysterical at points as uh, the corporate media tried to knock Donald Trump, number one, out of the race for the nomination. And then when he got the nomination on the Republican side, they tried to knock him out uh, and put Hillary Clinton into the White House. And Russian collusion was the spear point. And of course, as everybody remembers, it turned out to be a fiasco. There was nothing there. Now, did the media ever apologize for that? No, didn't apologize. In fact, uh, the New York Times Washington Post won Pulitzer's and uh, the Pulitzer company said, well, we don't really care that it didn't turn out to be anything. Uh, we, we liked the reporting anyway, which was the biggest farce in the world, and destroyed the Pulitzer Prize reputation forever. Okay, then we had the two impeachments, which were the, the, the Ukraine phone call was insane to impeach somebody because of that. When you're the chief law enforcement officer of the land, the president is that. And you make a phone call and say, hey, if you know Mr. Zelensky in Ukraine of any corruption that happened under the Obama administration regarding the vice president, Biden, please let us know. <laughs> well, I would do that if I were the chief law enforcement officer of the land, wouldn't you? He was impeached for that. Trump was impeached for that. And then uh, in a quickie impeachment uh, as he was going out the door, it was January 6th. And, now, you know, everybody knew it was bogus and political and nonsensical. And that's why CNN is destroyed to this day, because they uh, they pushed and pushed and pushed. And, and people, even if you hate Trump, you say, like, this is ridiculous. Well, now we have something that um, might be might be that bad. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So every morning, as you may know, because I've said it before, I listen to the World News Roundup on CBS radio at 8 Eastern time. And I listen because it is a six-minute broadcast that hits the high points of whatever's going on. Well, today there was almost hysteria in the voice of the announcer about Donald Trump being investigated by the Justice Department over January 6th. They led with it. I was like breathless. So there was no caution or skepticism or, hey, we've been down this road before and it led nowhere. No, 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 no. So those of you who watched the uh, January 6th hearings in the House or followed it closely, no, there's no basis for any criminal probe based upon what that committee found out. Doesn't exist. The, the most sensational charge was this uh, Hutchinson woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, saying that Trump grabbed a steering wheel in the Secret Service limo and demanded to be taken to the riot itself. And that was easily refuted and, and it was ridiculous. I mean, as I said, he, he would have to be the 50-foot man to have an arm long enough from the back seat where he was sitting to grab a steering wheel. It couldn't have happened. 
And it was all hearsay anyway. She didn't see it. That was it. That was the big gun they had. Well, the network news, uh, they're still heavily invested in this January 6th committee. So Merrick Garland, the attorney general, goes on NBC News, roll the tape. Look, we pursue justice without fear or favor. We intend to hold everyone, anyone who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th, for any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another, accountable. That's what we do. Okay, I have no beef with that. You know, if somebody tried to subvert the transfer of power, then Justice Department should look at it. But there's absolutely no evidence that Donald Trump did that or any high-ranking Trump official. Not yet. Maybe they have something they haven't told us, right? Maybe Merrick will come up with something. He's looking. So last night, the Washington Post, again, this is the Pulitzer Prize winner who, uh, you know, did all this bogus reporting on Russian collusion. Washington Post reports, again, anonymous sources, four people familiar with the situation. The headline is Justice Department investigating Trump's action in January 6th criminal probe. That's the headline. All right, people familiar with the probe say investigators examining the former president's conversation of seized phone records of top aides. Well, we knew that already. All right, it's not new. Okay, so yeah, they're investigating top to bottom, as they should, as they should. Now, the report does not say Trump is a target of a criminal probe. Doesn't say that. Nevertheless, the press goes crazy and CNN's the worst, as always. CNN headlines this big thing um, that, uh, hey, um, Trump's defense secretary says he never received a direction or order to deploy National Guard on January 6th. Uh, Okay, but that's gamesmanship. There was no order to deploy the National Guard, as we have clearly stated. There were discussions, and President Trump was ahead of the curve, and there's no doubt that he was. But CNN seizes upon a deposition from the acting defense secretary under Trump, Christopher Miller. Roll the tape. I was never given any direction or order or knew of any plans of, of that nature. There was no direct, there was no order from the president. That's right. There was no order because they gave it to the House and Senate itself. All right. They gave it to the House. They said, look, do you want them? Just tell us you want them and we'll put them in, in. six times. The head of the Capitol Police Department six times went to Pelosi and I don't know who he went to in the Senate, but high ranking people said, you want the guard? President Trump's willing to put the guard in. No, didn't want it. DC mayor? No, didn't want it. And the kicker on this is the, what we reported uh, this week, that the inspector general of the defense department, that's a person who watches what all the generals, what everybody does, Issued a report, here it is, quote, Mr. Miller, that's the guy you just heard, Chris Miller, and General Miley, Milley, met with the president at the White House at 5.30 p.m. The president told Mr. Miller 
that there would be a large number of protesters on January 6th, and Mr. Miller should ensure sufficient National Guard or soldiers would be there to make sure it was a safe event, unquote. Well, that's in stone. That's what happened. CNN didn't report it. Washington Post didn't report it. So we just ignore it. I mean, it's just so outrageous, right? So the headline, Trump targeted criminal investigation. Ah, but all exculpatory information is ignored. That's how corrupt it is. And that's the memo. All right, let's get on to uh, President Biden. His COVID is over. He is uh, negative. That's good. Had nothing on his schedule today. But, but he went out there to talk about the COVID vaccine. Roll it. Every person age five and over should get a booster shot. If you're over 50 years old, you should get two booster shots. I did. And if you have your boosters, one, if you're under 50, two, if you're over 50, your odds of getting severely ill from COVID are very, very low. All right. But in the beginning, Mr. Biden, you were saying if you got the vax, you wouldn't get COVID. But now we know that's not true. So now you're saying, well, if you get it, like I just did, it won't be bad. Can I have some studies, please? Can I see some data? I would like to, and I think everyone watching and listening to me tonight would like to. Now, I'm fully vaxxed, two boosters. I can't send my urchin to college unless he gets a booster. I'd like to see a little data on this. That's all I'm asking. CDC, if you're going to go out as president of the United States and tell everybody they got to get vaxxed and boosted, shouldn't you have something to back that up? Some study, some research, anything? Because nobody believes you anymore. Nobody believes Mr. Biden on anything anymore. His credibility is shot 100%. But on this, where colleges and other institutions are actually ordering people to get vaxxed, can we see some data, please? I don't think that's unreasonable. All right. uh, Rasmussen on uh, Biden, a thousand likely voters. Question is, President Biden runs for election in 2024. Would that be a good or bad for the Democratic Party? Good 21, bad 45. Doesn't make a difference, 31. Um, So most Democrats don't want him to run. And I was the first guy, I was on Hannity's radio program today, and I, I said to him, I think I'm the first journalists in this country to say Joe Biden would not run again in 24. I said it, what, six months, eight months ago? He's not going to run again. I am so sure. You want to bet? I'll take your money. Not. He's got no constituency. As I said, nobody believes a word he says. Um, In a CNN poll, okay, another one, 1,002 respondents. We don't know who those people are. Um... Who do you think the Democratic Party should nominate as the party's candidate for president in 24? Biden, 25 percent, a different candidate, 75 percent. These are Democrats. They don't want him. He's not going to run again. And again, I hope you listen to that Hannity thing. We have it posted on BillOReilly.com because I, I don't do this with malice. I do this with just the facts. I mean, just just nothing going right for the Biden administration. Nothing. Not one problem solved in a year and a half. In fact, everything's worse. So the border is uh, one of the best examples because it's so simple. All right. Um, 
gotaways, we told you yesterday, those are people that the uh, Border Patrol either see with their own eyes or on video, because there's cameras everywhere, that they haven't been able to corral into custody. So the gotaways are uh, 500,000 right now. Known gotaways are way more than that. And they're, they're just in the country. And, and 25 people at least on a terror watch list have been detained. So you got to figure there's terrorists here, which is why we're doing this special tonight, defending America. Um, so anyway, the gotaways are just running wild as everybody else is. I think the stat was under the last year of Trump, 445,000 migrant encounters with Border Patrol. This year, it'll be two million. OK, that's five times more. Hello, Joe Biden. Your open border policy is a disaster. Now, there was an interesting column uh, written by the former lieutenant governor of New York, Betsy McCoy, in the New York Post. And it said, because I get a lot of mail on this, it, it said, look, after the migrants get here, whether they're seeking asylum or they just sneak across or whatever it may be, a number of charities help them. Okay, the charities aren't helping them sneak across the border because they get shot in the head if they did that. The cartels do that for money. But once the migrants get here, they need some help, and the charities are providing it. So Betsy McCoy joins us now from New York City. Uh, the headline in this is that there is a big charity uh, that was formed by La Raza, the very uh, strident Hispanic group that's changed their name, that has millions and millions of dollars to help these migrants, correct? Well, that's true. The fact is some of the biggest names in the world of charity, United Way, Catholic Charities, <clears throat> and the one you just mentioned, Karis and I, all of these charities and many others are receiving large government contracts. They're not just charities anymore. They sound like charities, but they're really doing the bidding of the federal government. And that's why I wrote about it, because it shows the deception by the government, the federal government, state government, and local government. All three layers of government are pouring millions and millions of dollars into these charities to do what the politicians want done, but they don't want their fingerprints on it. It's a kind of money laundering. In other words, all of these democratic politicians wanna maximize the number of illegals coming across the border and making their way to their chosen destinations around the country. But in order to facilitate illegal immigration, you need people standing uh, right near the border patrol once these people are caught and released to offer them debit cards, which they're offered, up to $800 loaded on each one, food, hotel rooms, bus tickets, plane tickets, uh, and many clothing, other types of aid. So all of that it, is paid for, is given to them by the charities, and the federal government funds federal the Federal government and state government. For example, Kathy Hochul has an office of new Americans and it pours a lot right. of money into these Under, under what, though? Uh, let's just stay with the federal government. Under what FEMA. program? FEMA is one of the largest FEMA. distributors of taxpayer dollars to these charities to act as middlemen, doing what the federal government does not want to be seen to be doing itself. Okay. So FEMA so distributes money to United program. Way. Pardon? All right. There's a welfare FEMA program set up. Money by the Biden administration, 
and they funnel the tax money through FEMA to United Way, Catholic Charities, uh, Care Jijin, whatever the La Raza charity right. is, and they're getting taxpayer money, and then they turn around when the migrant is there in on our soil in America, then they get a debit card and they get transportation wherever they want to go and they get other help. That's, That's right. Catholic Charities is meeting the buses as they roll into Washington from Texas and Arizona. Catholic Charities is meeting the clandestine flights that come into White Plains. You see the migrants unloaded, deplaned from those flights onto large buses. And if you follow those buses, as the New York Post reporter did one night, they stop at various Catholic charities. Okay, but how can Catholic charities get federal money in the, uh, the, the, the federal government is not supposed to fund church-related Oh, that's such activities. an interesting question. You know, you hear the Democrats stridently opposing any taxpayer money going to, for example, right. a Catholic school or another Catholic operation. But when it comes to illegal immigration, no problem. We will fund our operations through Catholic Charities. Now, how did I find this out? Well, if you just look at the annual reports of these charities, the glossy kind of reports, they don't really tell you where the money comes from. But if you look at their audited financial statements or the 990s they have to file with the federal IRS, they will actually list where their, where their money comes from. I've got the, uh, the Central American refugee uh, outfit right here. And by far the largest source of money is government contracts. Some of them from the federal government, some of them from Kathy Hochul's state government. From New York. Okay. That's right. So nobody knows about this. Excellent work, Betsy, in uncovering it because I didn't know. I knew these charitable organizations were involved, but I didn't know they were getting my tax dollars to do it. So it's well, another... It's another subject accommodate the um, immigrants. For example, this, this CARES organization also prominently announces on its website that in addition to providing food and clothing and other things, they provide voter registration and civic education to these newcomers. I wonder how many of them are being enrolled in the Republican Party. Now, up until 1999, I understand Soros was involved in funding and spell it out, the charity that you, we're talking about, Carrigen, spell it yes, out. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. How do you spell it? I've got it right here. See, it's called Central American Refugee, Central American Refuge Center, Carrison, New York, right. Okay. So Soros was funding that up to 99, but apparently he stopped funding it. Is that what's going on? Well, or there's a small amount of money coming in from him, but the biggest chunk of money funding this organization is government contracts. Unbelievable. And you know, this wasn't invented by the Biden administration. It was actually invented by the Obama administration. If you go back and read Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, you'll see that Obama himself, a community organizer, very cleverly funneled billions of dollars, billions into community organizations all around the country he could have set up government offices to enroll people in health insurance, but instead he funneled it into community organizations knowing that they could do things government offices can't do. For example, enroll people to vote, civic education, I indoctrination, I got street it. So all organizing. this is behind the scenes. No one knows it's happening. Now, final question. I've had priests on and they said, look, 
Uh, we're Catholics. We have to help the poor. It's a mandate. Um, when poor people, it doesn't matter whether they're legal or illegal, they're human beings, they come here, they don't have anything. So That's we right. have to help them. I'm all for that. Them. And you answer that. I'm all that for that. Answer. But this money is not coming out of the Sunday collection basket. It's coming out of Joe taxpayers' dollars. And people That's should know that. That's the difference. Right. All right. Very good, Betsy. Very good column. Keep us surprised of what happens. And we really appreciate your time today. All right. So that's what we're in business to do, to tell you things that no other news organization will tell you because they're not smart enough to be current on what's happening. I did not know that FEMA, which gets obviously billions of dollars from Congress, they allot that money to FEMA. FEMA is supposed to react when there is a natural disaster like hurting Katrina. Okay, but now some FEMA money and it's got to be in uh, tens of millions is going to these organizations that are giving money to illegal migrants, which, of course, is going to then spur more illegal migration. When word gets back to Tegucigalpa, Honduras, that, hey, I got an $800 debit card and I got this, that and the other thing, just sneak in and you'll get it, too. I mean, it's just outrageous. Okay. This story is not important, but it's amusing to me. So there is a New York state senator named Jessica Ramos from Queens, all right? She does not like Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Why? Because Ms. Ramos and Ms. Ocasio-Cortez have offices in the same building. And... According to Senator Ramos, Cortez is never there, doesn't ever come to her own district. Now, I didn't check it out. I don't know whether the accusation is true. I don't know. But Cortez didn't really deny it. She says, quote, this is not representative of me nor my values. Um, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Okay. I I can't tell, but it's a feud. Now, some of you know, I used to work in Denver, Colorado, two years at KMGH TV. One of the best experiences of my lifetime. I loved the Rocky Mountain West and Denver. And when I was there, it was a peaceful city, not any longer. Okay. According to local reporting, There have been 55 murders in Denver this year, 10% more than all of last year. Okay, it's the same thing that's happening in every liberal run city, which Denver is. Now, when I was there, it was not. But the progressives from California and other liberal states have moved to Colorado, as everybody knows, and changed it into a liberal bastion. Now, we wanted to find out why the murder rate in Denver is at a record high. And the reason is drug gangs, just like everywhere else, drug gangs. So apparently Denver has got a big fentanyl problem and these drug gangs control the traffic, the narcotics traffic, and they kill each other and all the people in the crossfire. Okay. And the Colorado can't handle it. They could, when I was there, they had a very good Colorado Bureau of Investigation. It was excellent. Now they can't. 
So this ties in with Donald Trump going to Washington yesterday to give a 90-minute speech, all right, at the America First Policy Institute. Part of his speech addressed the horrendous murder rate from the drug gangs. Roll it. We're a war zone. To lead this effort, a joint violent crime task force composed of the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security should be tasked with destroying these organizations. And the penalties should be very, very severe. If you look at countries throughout the world, the ones that don't have a drug problem are those that institute a very quick trial death penalty sentence for drug dealers. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? But you know what? That's the ones that don't have any problem. So the president uh, referring to Singapore, North Korea, China, the totalitarian regimes that if you are a narcotics merchant, you can be executed there. And that does tamp down the violence and the addiction in those countries. But you couldn't do it here. You could, and we did 20 years ago, give very severe sentences to drug dealers, but not anymore. Now, they don't even prosecute most of them. You can't even chase them in Chicago. If you see a guy dealing heroin on the street in Chicago, you're a police officer, and you say, stop, the guy takes off, you can't chase the heroin dealer by order of Chicago Mayor Lightfoot. I wonder why Chicago's got thousands of people dead in the street. That's why. So I found that very, very interesting. Okay. One poll uh, took a survey of 2,000 Americans about, are you afraid? 52% of Americans feel concerned about their safety on a daily basis. Younger Americans are the most likely to feel concerned. 75% of those between the ages of 25 and 54 are concerned about their safety. 50%, 45 to 54 are concerned on a daily basis. Now, most of these people live in the cities. If you live in the suburbs, as I do, or in the countryside, you don't see this kind of intensity. But I, when I go into the city, which is only 20 miles away from me, all right, Manhattan, Queens is only eight miles away. When I go there, then I can see it. These drug gangs control entire neighborhoods. Nothing is being done to stop them. Nothing. And that's why the violent crime and the horrific murder rate is going up. Because the progressives will not solve or even attempt to solve the problem. It's really a scandal. All right, another scandal is the airlines. And um, if you are flying in August and early September, I'll say a prayer for you at Mass on Sunday because it's horrible here. If there's bad weather anywhere on the East Coast, all right, your plane's not going up. Okay, if there's a thunderstorm 200 miles away, your plane's not going up. But it's terrible all over the world. All over the world. And these are the 15, I'm only going to give you 10 because there's just too many. Uh, the worst airports in the world. Number one worst on delays, Toronto, Canada. Number two, Montreal, Canada. So Canada is a disaster. 
Then Frankfurt, Germany, Paris, Charles de Gaulle, Lisbon, Portugal, Munich, Germany, Amsterdam, Holland, London Heathrow, London Gatwick. So if you're flying abroad, um, the worst airport in the USA is Chicago Midway, the smaller one, not O'Hare. That's the worst one. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. All right, leave it to Beaver. So uh, I grew up on Leave It to Beaver. Um, baby boomers did. The program ran six seasons, 234 episodes. There was Mrs. Cleaver, always in a dress. Didn't matter what time of day. Meticulously quaffed. Mrs. Cleaver, Barbara Billingsley. Mr. Cleaver, Hugh Beaumont. He went to work, unlike Ozzie Nelson, who apparently was unemployed. Mr. Cleaver went to work. Nice jacket, combed hair, never mussed up. And then two boys, Wally Cleaver and Beaver Cleaver. Leave it to Beaver. Dopey show. <laughs> I mean, it was. Um, but it was part of the American landscape. Now, Tony Dow played Wally Cleaver. And he has um, liver cancer. And uh, yesterday, his wife reported that he was dead, but he isn't. But he will be soon, unfortunately. Now, a guy like that, Tony Dow, Wally Cleaver, in a 1950s sitcom, gets all of this attention. Roll the tape. Boy, Wally, are you really going to get $10 a day? That's right. And they're going to take withholding out of it and everything. What's withholding? That's money they take out of your salary to run the government with. Gee, I didn't know they took money away from kids to run the government. For sure. Even if you're a little baby and you have money, they'll come and take it away from you. So it's pretty witty. And it did present a very wholesome look at the American family. Now, the progressives hate it because there wasn't any inclusion and diversity. It was just a white family in the Midwest someplace. But I remember watching and feeling kind of comforted when I was a little kid. And they had the guy Eddie Haskell was in it, uh, Ken Osmond. It was a very funny character. It was witty. So anyway, that has stayed with the baby boomers. And we wish uh, the Dow family the best. Um, we're sorry that he is on the way out. 
This day in history, July 27th, 2003, 19 years ago, Bob Hope, another baby boomer icon, dies at age 100 in Burbank, California. Now, Hope was a legend in his time, but now many Americans have forgotten him. He devoted 48 Christmases to entertaining American troops around the world. This was a clip from 1968. Go. And of course, I wish LBJ all the luck in the world. He's had a rough time, you know. In fact, the other day he went over the Lincoln Memorial and he looked up at Abe and he said, you had a war, you had a civil rights problem, what can I do? And there was a pause and finally a voice said, don't go to the theater. So Bob Hope and the stars that helped the troops uh, were patriots, no doubt about it. And he died 19 years ago today. So we got a good mail segment and a final thought that I think you'll find amusing as well. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's go to the mail. Lowell Ash, Sun City West, Arizona. Bill, why did you refuse to acknowledge that Lid Cheney is a liar when you were asked about her in an email last night? Because my language is precise. Liar is a word that's too often bantered around. I said that Congresswoman Cheney, who will lose her seat in a few weeks, was misleading the American people, which she is. Liar, you have to know state of mind. And I don't know that, so I don't use language in a slovenly way. I'm precise. Martin Blasick, Cortland, Ohio. Do you believe Mayor Bowser, Speaker Pelosi, and the Department of Defense refused to bring in the National Guard and to protect the U.S. Capitol because they wanted something bad to happen so they could pin it on Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, state of mind. I can't read minds. 
I know what happened, and I told you the truth. And if you missed our reportage this week, please go to BillOReilly.com. If you're premium concierge members, you can see it anytime you want. We've documented everything we've said. Joe Poland, Andover, Connecticut. Bill, just curious of the odds you would assign to the chance the DOJ will indict Trump. Right now, they're very low. But again, other things could surface. If they do, I will report them. I'm not looking to make excuse for anybody on January 6th, but I am going to report the truth. Martha Stuller, Mount Vernon, Ohio. Bill, President Trump must take some of the responsibility for the January 6th attack because his rhetoric urged his followers to fight like hell or he wouldn't have a country. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't, he believes, and still to this day, that the election was rigged. That's what he believes. As an American, he's entitled to that belief, and others believe that as well. So he gave a political speech. He put forth his belief. That's not incitement. It's not under any circumstances. Doug, on the message board, Bill, thank you for your passionate reporting on the New York City subway. I commute by subway to work every day. The trains are dangerous, filled with mentally ill people and thugs. It's a free-for-all. It's horrible. And under Bloomberg and Giuliani, it wasn't that way. But once the progressive Blasio, de Blasio took over, free-for-all, as you said. Lisa, concierge member, Lisa gets direct access to me. I hope you'll check that program out. It will enhance your life, help you. Mr. O, you are being kind, referring to thugs who were beating the police officers' kids. This kind of anarchy will never be tolerated in Russia or China. Well, we don't want to be Russia or China. And at 16, you're a kid. So I have to report accurately. I wasn't being kind to them. I mean, I excoriated them. Okay. Um, We have a um, quick break, and then we'll be back with the final thought of the day. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is the final thought of the day tonight on BillOReilly.com. Only for premium and concierge members, you can sign up instantly. Defending America is the Biden administration putting all of us in jeopardy. Very, very methodically reported. Buck Sexton, former CIA officer. I didn't know that about Buck. He's now a big-time media personality. I didn't know he was a CIA guy. Okay, he's on with me. Starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. But you, if you are premium or concierge members, can access it whenever you want. Okay, that's the beauty of the program. You can see the No Spin News whenever you want and our specials. And we are going to do a bunch of them leading up to the midterm elections. So once again, you want to consider premium membership on BillOReilly.com, okay? Um, You also want to consider Killing the Killers in conjunction with Defending America because that book lays out the terror threat 
very vividly, it's still a massive bestseller three months in the marketplace. I mean, people, word of mouth is great on a book, great summer read. And if you become a premium or concierge member, you get Killing the Killers free. And if you already have Killing the Killers, you get my new book coming out late September, Killing the Legends, which totally different from any killing book we've read, The Lethal Danger of Celebrity. And you, I think we're going to find this fascinating. Lennon, Presley, Muhammad Ali. They all had something in common and something wasn't good. Okay. Word of the day, uh, do not be a buffoon. Most of you know what it means, but not everybody. Okay. So uh, the final thought is I'm going to be off tomorrow and Monday. I don't want to be off. Does that sound crazy? I'm not going to lay on the beach. So the reason I'm off is because the urchins are in college. One is uh, undergrad. The other is law school. In order to go to the college, you have to get vaxxed and tested. And it's look, when I went to college, if you didn't have leprosy, they let you in the door. Okay, they didn't really care. If you paid the freight, you're in. Now, I gotta go. I mean, I can't even tell you the hoops that we have to jump through just to get these urchins into school. So that's occupying a lot of my time. And then I have corporate stuff I have to do. We run three corporations here. I don't know if you guys know that. One for television, no spin news. One for radio. Some of you are listening to me on the radio right now. And one Bill O'Reilly Productions, which uh, does books and shows and all kinds of stuff. The Trump tour was produced by me. So... You know, every year I've got to do, take a day, sometimes two or three days spread over a period of time to do this corporate stuff because I'm the CEO. Thank God. You know, the best thing that happened when I left Fox is that I didn't ever have to work for a corporation again. All right. I'm calling the shots. Now, I have really good staff. We have a lot of people working for us now, and most of them are very, very good. But to come a point where then I have to go away from the journalism that you're listening to now and I have to go into the corporate world and then with the urchins, their first priority for me, always, they take precedent over the work because that's the way it should be. It's a very complicated world now. You know, it's a dangerous world. And I know many of you, perhaps most watching and listening to me, have children uh, or grandchildren and you got to protect them. So I got to sort a lot of stuff out and I'll be able to do it, but I'm not going to be here uh, on Thursday and Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday. We're a really good show on Tuesday because we, we think ahead. Now, most of August, I'm going to be here. I'm not going to take a huge swath of time. At the end of the month, I'll take a little time off but mo- because we're in a, a flashpoint here with the Biden administration and, and a lot of stuff that's going to come out in August that usually doesn't. And it's all going to influence you directly. I mean, this economy is wobbling. And Biden can say, oh, I don't think it's a recession. But everybody's suffering, Joe. And you don't know what to do. You just don't know what to do. All right. So why don't you admit it and resign? You know, that would be the honorable thing to do. You don't know how to solve the economic problems or the border problem or the crime problem. You are not well respected overseas. 
So resign for health reasons. Everybody will understand. You're 79 years old. Yes, I know Kamala is not going to solve the problems either. I know that. But I don't know how, if she could be worse than Biden. Maybe. Maybe she could. <laughs> she certainly isn't a genius by any means. So anyway, uh, I will be back on Tuesday. We hope you will be here. we got great stuff set up on Thursday and Monday for you. Tremendous things. We put My staff put it together so you can watch and listen to that. We'll be around. But I'll see you live on Tuesday.